Welcome back to So Wait Pause, the podcast where we pair a good and a bad movie and get drunk while we do it. This is Ashley, and I'm with my favorite drinking buddy, Sean. Hey. And a new favorite drinking buddy, Allison. <laughs> hey. We have another guest star. <laughs> We're guest so appearance. excited. I'm so excited to be here, you guys. <laughs> I think you're our first semi-organic listener of the podcast. Everyone else who like immediately was talking to me about it were definitely like people who I was like, we just put it up, go listen. You, I just randomly saw on the streets. <laughs> You're like, oh my God, I'm listening to the podcast. <laughs> I think I ran across it on your Instagram maybe right. or saw that someone who is in book club with us right. followed So Wait Pause mm-hmm. and I was like, so wait, what is One. this? Right. <laughs> and immediately started listening and then yes, ran into you. Drinking outside in Cooper Young. Because that's what we do. Have we even kept up with the Instagram page? No. I posted one today that said, I literally posted something today that said like, so wait, we have an Instagram page. Yeah. Okay. I need control of that page. Please do. Ashley cannot be responsible for maintaining that. Yeah. I do all the behind the scenes work. Yeah. This is Sean's podcast. I just show up and drink. It works out. Yeah. So Allison and I met through book club. How long has our book club been going? Like three years at least, right? The book club's been going for longer than I've been a part of it. Mm. So I think that you guys started it, what, four years ago-ish? I I think it's close to four years. Yeah, you're right. I've probably been coming to it for two years, maybe two and a half. More than that, because we're almost at the two-year mark of a pandemic, right? Time is a flat circle. It really is. I said the exact same thing this week because at work, my boss was like, yeah, we need to do this thing again. And I was like, no, we don't. And she was like, yeah, that was 12 months ago. And I was like, It is something that we do annually. I went and looked at my emails and I was like, oh my God, it says 2020. It's 2021. It's the end of 2021. Yeah. Well, Well, the most important question is, what are you drinking? I am currently drinking a Paloma. Mm -hmm. So Espalone, lime juice. Best tequila, mm-hmm. lime juice, and Fever Tree grapefruit soda. Mm. I don't think we've had that one, have we? Fever Tree. Yeah, I've used I've used their tonic before for gin and tonics. Oh, okay. Switching to red wine though after one or two Palomas. Mm-hmm. I'm on my my normal champagne bullshit, but my drink of choice lately, like whenever like I'm like evening out with champagne, has been my version of ranch water, which is basically a Paloma and that tequila, a lime Lacroix, and some lime juice. I like it. Yeah. Anything with tequila, really. I'm going to be a fan. Yeah. I love it. Spicy margaritas are my thing. Ooh. Like a pineapple jalapeno. Yeah. Or mango mango jalapeno is the one that we... Ooh, yeah. Yeah. We did a lot of those in Mexico, but I don't make them. I mean, I'm not going to make one. It's like Sean (laughs) loves an old-fashioned. He would never make himself an old-fashioned. Yeah. That's 100% (laughs) the truth. There is a local... Gosh. I think it's called Strange Ways Cordials. Uh They have it, you know, a bunch of liquor Mm -hmm. stores around town. They have a pineapple jalapeno one that is good for okay. making that kind of like spicy margarita huh. at home. Oh, that's good to know. So you just mix it in. Yeah. It's mm. literally just that and tequila. You can top it off with some seltzer or LaCroix. Field trip tomorrow. What's it called again? Strange Ways Cordials. Strange Ways. It sounds like we're doing rogue marketing here. <laughs> can you repeat that? What's their website? Sponsored right. by <laughs> Squarespace. <laughs> uh, the other thing that I'm on the lookout for is a sweet potato vodka. A bar that I like in New Orleans published their recipe for their espresso martini, and they use sweet potato vodka in it. And now I'm determined to make said espresso martini. 
I was just in New Jersey and I had the worst espresso martini that I've ever had in my life. They lined the rim of the martini glass with sugar and I wanted to die. I've never had an espresso martini. They're delicious. Well, I've been frightened of them because I didn't understand what they were. And it has only recently been explained to me what they are. And it sounds great. It's so good. And some people just F it up. Like they just put like a ton of cream and stuff in it. I do not want cream in my espresso martini. No. I want the espresso. I want the vodka. Maybe a touch of Kahlua. Yeah, I mean, there's not supposed to be any cream in it or anything no. like that. Or is it sugar. Supposed to be? Not it's sugar. not sweet. No, it's a little bitter almost, but mm-hmm. it's more rich. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, definitely yeah. not sweet. A good not espresso sweet. martini. If you get a bad one, it'll be sweet. Yeah. Is that it's just what I had yeah. in New Jersey with my sugar. You'll rum. have to let me know where the best one here is. Catherine and Mary's has the best one I've had here mm. so far. Oh, that's very convenient for me. Well, <laughs> you literally love a podcast. I'm about it. <laughs> actually just read about an espresso martini the other day and i don't remember where who edge alley has a turkish they do a turkish coffee yeah. martini mm-hmm. that is like a play on an espresso okay. martini that is so good they also so i think edible memphis just posted about an espresso martini okay maybe look that up and see i, I, I can't remember it was that or i love memphis well they were doing i think it was edible memphis that was doing the rounds of like coffee drink yeah shot went yeah. to every single one no, go do it i didn't go to every single one some of them were not in memphis they're in like south haven and well i mean carterville metro yeah <laughs> metro <laughs> but we turn into pumpkins if we go outside the loop oh i'm a zip code snob a little bit that's <laughs> what i like to call it well what's really funny is i definitely am and i am right on the edge of like where you can't be snobby like you i like we are the line of where you are a problem. Hey, you're inside yeah, the loop. Yeah, we're exactly. it. We're right next to Gray's Cheeses now. Exactly, which is my new favorite place in the world. Gray's Cheeses serving at least 200 different types of cheese. Right yeah. on the corner of Minton Hall. And- <laughs> Pair with your favorite wine. Man, we're going to, well, y'all are going to get so many sponsors after this. We're just going to keep saying them until someone, until someone jumps on. Exactly. Okay, Allison, it's really important to know, what is your favorite type of movie genre? So an interesting thing about the fact that you asked me to be on the podcast is that I'm not a big movie person. Which I find hilarious because you're the first person to text me when a new episode drops to tell me your thoughts on the movie. I'm a big podcast person. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But... So it was at book club that Ashley asked me to be on the podcast. Yes. Because I was ranting about something on and on and on. And then finally, when I like took a breath, she goes, you want to be on the podcast? (laughs) (laughs) And I said, I don't, I'm not much of a movie person. Like I will watch a movie, Mm -hmm. but I get up to do the laundry or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever all the way through because I'm just so ADD. I tend to like political stuff or like Mm -hmm. political thrillers. Um, I like, I do like comedy more than you do, but not, (laughs) not stupid comedy. Right. Exactly. Somewhat me too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, and that's subjective, but I think you know what I mean. Are we going to listen to two podcasts? Sit on the couch and listen to podcasts and that's your pick? (laughs) No, I do. (laughs) Two, two hour long episodes. That would be, um, that's a great idea. I wish I thought of that. You can start your own podcast about listening to podcasts. Pairing a good and bad Very podcast. Very meta. I'm into it. No, I do. But I do have movies picked. Okay. So I we don't know what your picks are right now. You gave me two options that you were kind of going in between. Mm-hmm. I was trying to come up with a good, like the good link, like the good mm-hmm. pairing. Yeah. And well, actually the first one that I texted Ashley about was 
one that did not work at all because I was trying to do an Aaron Sorkin pairing. Mm. <laughs> and so I went to IMDb and I was like, well, there's not a bad one. Exactly. And I'm not going to try to force something so into the category. So literally, after you me about it, I went on IMDb and I was like, we'll find, we can find something, something that he was connected with. Blah, blah, blah. No, there's nothing bad. I mean, there are... I, I don't love everything about Aaron Sorkin, mm-hmm. but he makes some really good quality content. He does. He doesn't what? write women super great. Mm-mm. What's the one that he just came out with? The Trial of the Chicago 7? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what good. it was. Yeah. So good. Mm-hmm. That was really good. So that is uh-huh. a, a recent movie that I did actually watch. Mm-hmm. There you go. I talked through the whole thing, but I still <laughs> was paying attention, and the person I was watching it with does not like it when people talk during movies, so that mm. caused some tension. <laughs> Try to watch The Artist. Okay. <laughs> no, I don't even know. <laughs> it won an Academy Award in like 2012 or 13, but it is a silent movie. It's it's silent the whole way through. I would talk the whole time. <laughs> yep. It's also black and white. So yep. okay. until the last scene. Yeah. We didn't watch it. I like how you are like, I know, I know everything about, about this, but we did not watch it. <laughs> it's one of those movies where like, I don't think I can put myself through it, but I know everything about it. Right. Right. I know the big scene. I know all that. All the twists. Right. Mm-hmm. I also tend to re-watch movies. So, mm-hmm. like, if I like something, I'm going to mo- watch it multiple times. Right. right. Yeah. This whole thing is like that. We've yeah. seen most of our bad movies before. Yeah. yeah. That's how we choose them. We've seen most of our good movies. That's literally... Yeah, that's true. You're usually better about picking a movie you haven't seen. I'm always picking movies I've seen. Yeah, I try to choose things I haven't seen. Yeah. Particularly Nick Cage movies that I haven't seen. (laughs) But they always work. They work every time. I haven't chosen a bad one yet. I must know. What are we watching? Okay. So of the two pairings that I sent you as suggestions, one of them did have a a movie in it that I hadn't seen. Mm -hmm. That's not the pairing that I picked. Okay. So for our good movie, we are... I don't know why I'm looking at my papers like I don't know what they are. Yes, Um, please. Let me... I want to set the scene real quick. Allison has... Printed out notes and multiple pages of printed well, out notes. Well, it's like a page and a quarter. Uh-huh. And she also has her MacBook set up on the side on a chair in case she needs it. I have so. four windows open um, <laughs> that I thought might be useful. <laughs> I love it so much. I mean, we take notes in a, in a moleskin book, but that's about right. it. You know, oh. everyone has their process. Okay, okay. Yeah. I need to know. I need okay, to know. I need so to the know. good movie that we're watching mm-hmm. is... Father of the Bride. I'm so happy you said that because we've been watching Murders in the Building. (laughs) Me too. I I love that movie. Have you seen it? I've seen it a million times. Okay, okay. Uh, I didn't know because sometimes I mentioned like The Jerk. I love The Jerk. Mm. Ashley hasn't seen The Jerk. Mm. I still love it. I mean, I've seen seen it. I have not seen it from beginning to end all the way through. I've Mm. seen bits and pieces of it. I some guy friends in college who loved that movie and anytime it was on around me I just had to get away from it because it's so cringy it is it's really <laughs> and I cringy. hate that word right <laughs> it is and I literally I think they like literally like in the past week added Father of the Bride I think it's to Netflix or Hulu it's one of the two and so I keep seeing it I'm like I really hope Allison makes Father of the Bride <laughs> yes so we are watching Father of the Bride as um, the good movie as the Obviously. good movie I yeah. have also been watching Murders in the Building I have not caught all the way up to where it is currently we're an episode behind okay i think yeah. i'm mm-hmm. two maybe two and a half episodes behind mm-hmm. i had to stop an episode halfway through like last weekend or the weekend before because mm-hmm. i was getting really annoyed with selena gomez mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. easy she's the, probably the worst character i'd say her <sighs> acting is not always that good no and it was a scene in which she was very prominent 
<laughs> and I was like, I got to turn it off. I can't watch it. Yeah. All right. I, we'll, we'll come back to it later. Right. <laughs> okay. Bad movie, mm-hmm. which there can be arguments made about whether or not it's a bad movie. But I think for the context of this, and I think that you'll think it's a bad movie, Ashley. I don't know. Okay. But I don't. Okay. The bad movie in quotation marks is Wayne's World. Oh, oh I definitely think a, it's a bad movie. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, that's definitely up for the debate. And I it don't is. know. I haven't seen it in a long time. And the last time I saw it was definitely like a Comedy Central rerun. So it wasn't the whole movie, I'm sure. Right. No, there would have been pieces edited out, like language and all that kind of stuff for cable. But I love Wayne's World. Both of these movies are movies that I like love and have loved for my whole life and have seen many times. Um, are you connecting on weddings? No. No, but, but that could. I could. No, the connection is actually a lot more self-centered than that. Mm. Um, they're both movies that I was obsessed with when I was little mm-hmm. and watched over and over when I was probably too young to be watching. Definitely <laughs> Wayne's World. Um, probably also parts of Father of the Bride. But on weekends that my brother and I were at my dad's house, we got to choose what we were going to watch. And mm-hmm. the rules were a lot more lenient mm-hmm. at my dad's house than right. at my mom's house. And we just took full advantage of that. And so they're both movies that like remind me of little Allison and also (laughs) remind me of like hanging out with my dad when we were little. Um, And so they're sentimental, but then there's like, I think I'll wait to tell this one particular story until we're talking about Wayne's world. But like (laughs) when my mom realized that the rules were more lenient about what we could watch. (laughs) (laughs) Wayne's world really isn't that bad in the grand scheme of things. Okay. I was like, Eight? Um, maybe that's a little young, but yeah. I mean, I don't know. When I was in middle school, what I really wanted to watch was Not Another Teen Movie. And clearly you can't watch Not no. Another Teen Movie. <laughs> that and Scary Movie. Scary Movie was the other one that I really wanted to see. And that's, you know, whatever. And uh, my parents were like, well, we'll have to watch it first. And we'll let you know if you can see it. So they watched Scary Movie, which has, of course, that bathroom scene, if mm-hmm. you remember. And they they came out and like I could hear them laughing, so they thought it was hilarious. And I was like, "This, I got it. They love this movie. They're they're gonna let me watch it." I was upstairs, and so I came down and I was like, "Yeah." And they're like, "No, no. <laughs> absolutely not." Both, those are both really raunchy movies, though. Yeah, they are. And I didn't see them until I was a, at least in like eighth grade or something like that. that. I think that's about the time when when we watched them, like. With like girls at sleepovers or whatever, like sleepovers staying at the parent, really the, you know, the house with mm-hmm. the most lenient rules, and then you can watch right. the movies that you want right. to watch. Well, and when you start staying up later than your parents go to sleep, oh yeah, then that's like when you really get into those. The other one that they wouldn't let me watch was The Matrix. I never had any desire. Well, but <laughs> I still haven't seen it. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I haven't either. I mean, it was good, but again, violent, yeah, but it's not that bad. And uh, they let me watch Black Hawk Down, which is way more like gruesome and traumatizing. <laughs> I also saw that when I was too young to see that. I don't. It's very gory. I also loved Pearl Harbor. Um, that's too long for me. <laughs> that movie I, was like five hours long. I think that was one that was on two cassettes or two DVDs. It was. I think it was, yeah. Well, no, two VHS tapes yeah. and then two DVDs. And then two DVDs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You would yep. think you think that they did that because they actually had to put it on two DVDs or so that it would like be the same format? Probably the same format because <laughs> um, Titanic was also on two VHS tapes. I remember tapes. that. I had it. Yep. <laughs> yep. Ben Affleck, right, was in uh, Pearl Harbor. And yes, Josh and Hartnett. Josh Hartnett. Mm-hmm. Mm, there we go. R.I.P. Don't know what he's doing with his life now. <laughs> I was going to say, okay. not really. No. <laughs> his career, R.I.P. 
right. I love it. Okay, so do you have drinking rules for Oh, this? I do. Yes. Okay, so there Father of the Bride. There better be a The dossier. Let me pull out the dossier and try not to tap the pages on my legs this time. Okay, so Father of the Bride, 1991, directed uh-huh. by Charles Shire, mm-hmm. who, side note, was married to Nancy Myers. Oh. So he's been, okay, Charles Shire has been married, I want to say three times, and his second or third, one of his wives is Nancy Myers, or was Nancy Myers. And then Charles Shire famously also directed other, so Father of the Bride is a remake of a movie from 1950. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. I did not know that either. I also didn't think it was 1991. 1991. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. really early. I thought it was in the mid no. mid 90s. But I guess there's Father of Bride 2, right? Maybe that's what I'm Father of the Bride Part mm-hmm. 2. I don't know what year that was, but it was Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Didn't um, need to be made, so. What you say? <laughs> it did not need to be made. Oh, I liked <laughs> it. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous, but um Charles Shire also directed a couple other movies that were remakes of other classics, including oh, the remake of Alfie. Oh, with wow. um, Jude Law. Yeah, it's Jude Law. Jude Law. Wow. The remake of The Parent Trap. Oh, wow. So we watched, well, I, not as part of this, but we rewatched that as a movie pairing, right? With Lindsay yeah. Lohan. No, I think we just watched it uh, on well, our own. One of the things that killed me when we watched Parent Trap recently is that the evil stepmother that really isn't that bad is like 22. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, and also, I, I saw something on. I want to say Instagram recently where it was talking, her name's Natasha. And so uh-huh. isn't it? Yeah. They were talking about how, well, the mother, the, Oh, the actress who played the mother is Natasha. It's Richardson. Natasha Richardson. Uh, I don't know what her name is. I can't remember me that. either. Okay. But the young, beautiful, evil stepmom mm-hmm. is actually not as bad as they make her out to be. They're like, right. They're so mean to her. And it's like, <laughs> she's just marrying this guy. She's just marrying this rich guy with this big house. And right. like, literally the worst thing that she does is after she spent days being tortured by two twins, like the worst thing she said, she's, she's like, I'm going to ship you off to boarding school. Yeah. After after we literally literally we waking up on a mattress. <laughs> out, out, like, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. That's stepmom abuse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he okay. I'm convinced that he and that Charles Shire and Nancy Myers met making Private Benjamin with Goldie Hawn, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, in 1980. So now I need to know: Were they still married when he remade The Parent Trap? Yes. Okay. I don't remember what year they you, got divorced. I do have his IMDb pulled up. It would be real fucking weird if he made it after they got a divorce. <laughs> Charles Shire. I'm gonna have to find this in a moment. We can look it up. Or actually, do you want to? Yeah. Wanna, okay. Let's see. And then the tagline I wrote down in my notes because I think it's really funny for uh-huh. Father of the Bride. Love is wonderful until it happens to your only daughter. <laughs> Which is kind of like, <laughs> I mean, That's it's a, a lot darker than you think it would be. <laughs> and you love it. Um, and then synopsis. In this remake of the 1950 classic, George Banks, Steve Martin, and his wife, Nina, Diane Keaton, are the proud parents of Annie, Kimberly Williams, but when she returns from studying abroad and announces that she's engaged, their whole world turns upside down, especially that of overprotective George. From meeting the in-laws to wedding plans with an over-the-top consultant, Martin Short, and his flamboyant assistant, B.D. Wong, it seems as if the troubles never end in this update of the classic Spencer Tracy comedy. I forgot Martin Short was in it. 
I so, forgot B.D. Wong was in it. Yeah. Well, so another connection between Martin uh, Short and Steve Martin. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because that's, that's why I said. Oh, he did. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, and also why I was trying to murder. catch up on Only Murders in the Building because right. it's the two of well, them. Well, so what I the whole thing that I said I was so excited about is because I am not a Martin Short fan by any mean, but I'm really enjoying their chemistry, which oh, yeah. then made me remember their chemistry in The Father of the Bride. Mm. Um, they have great chemistry in Father of the Bride. I'm also watching The Morning Show right now. I haven't watched season two yet, or started it. Oh, I only finished season one last night. Okay, I haven't watched I'm, it. I'm always behind on these. With things. Jennifer Aniston. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't watched. And it. Reese Witherspoon, more important. But yeah, Martin that, Short is such a creep in that, and he's only in a couple episodes, but he's like predator creep. He normally doesn't play that type of character. He's normally just like a, a wacko. Like he's like a like, like a he's weird... wacky in Father of the Bride, right? And he's kind of wacky in Only Murders in the Building. Yeah, he's wacky in everything, but he normally doesn't play like a creep. I would say he's a wacky creep. <laughs> Not, <laughs> but he's still like a little rapey. More than a little. Yeah. Well, I haven't seen it, so <laughs> spoiler. No, I mean you don't. I don't think it's a spoiler. Yeah. You know from the first time you see him on the screen having a conversation with Steve Carell that yeah. you're like, ooh, this guy's not good. Right. So I have some very interesting updates on what I've been researching about Nancy Myers and Charles Shire. So I haven't found the divorce year yet, but last year in 2020, she wrote a column for the New York Times Modern Love. And she talked about how her and Charles reconnected at their daughter's friend's wedding wow. in the past couple of years and now are like, Oh, you, have, you have literal goosebumps. I have goosebumps. I'm a little bit cold, but that made me even more goosebumps. I mean, like, like literal goosebumps. That's just that's so sweet and lovely. And like now they're grown close again, and she was talking about like it's like a Nancy Myers movie. Yeah, right. <laughs> really, like, can we have this movie, please? I have a quick question. Is that where you're supposed to be looking up? I thought that's what you told me to look up. We were trying to figure out what year they got divorced. Yeah, and oh, okay. I know I found it. Going from his IMDb somewhere else, it was still within the IMDb universe, but I don't, I didn't have that exact. See, I needed more than four tabs open. <laughs> <laughs> okay, drinking rules. Yes, please. Okay, I did not find drinking rules for either movie on the normal. Um, but I was able to find drinking rules on drunkenme.com. That's another yeah. one we yeah. use yeah. regularly. Okay. So the drinking rules for father of the bride, George unbuttons his top button. Anyone says wedding. Anyone says Mackenzie. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, anyone cries, anyone kisses. Every time a new wedding detail is announced, i.e., the planner, cake, invitations, etc., George is referenced in any way as being cheap, which there's one scene in particular that I cannot wait to watch. <laughs> <laughs> and anyone plays basketball. That's a subtle one, but a good one to include. It is. Both of the sets of rules. I make me a little bit nervous because I'm like, that's a, that's a lot. Of that's a lot. Yeah. yeah. But uh, <laughs> that's how it goes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, better buckle in. 
They divorced in 1999. <laughs> <laughs> this is what Ashley's like. Ashley gets on one thing and like sees it through. To I knew end. she would find it. Yeah, so Parent Trap came out in 98 and they divorced in 99. Did Lindsay Lohan break them up? What if Nancy Meyer was, was dragged like into the middle of a lake? <laughs> <laughs> on, on an air mattress? <laughs> on an air mattress. <laughs> this is great. Well, I'm so, oh my God, I'm so excited to watch this. Well, we do know that Lindsay Lohan, as, an, as a person, as a real person, not a character, became a little nuts. So, oh, yeah. I used, to, I used to be proud of the fact that we were both redheads <laughs> and that in like middle school and early high school, it would be like, you look like Lindsay Lohan. Or I would like take a picture of her into like my hairstylist and be like, I want it to be like this. And now whenever I see whatever crazy shit she's pulling, I'm like, there aren't that many of us. And like, it's on all of us to make us look good. I mean, I'm always rooting for her. I want her to come out on top. She oh, yeah. just became kind of crazy. The, the way that we knew that she really lost it was when she was in Russia like oh screaming in Arabic at like a. She's trying to kidnap a child. Yeah, it's what? Like, yeah, yes. it was like immigrants in the streets of Moscow that were trying to like immigrate to Russia from. I don't know why she was in Russia, but she was there and she was going up to like. I don't know if they were like Turkish or Syrian. They were probably Syrian, yeah. if I had to guess. And so they were going into Russia like with their kids and she like runs after them yelling in Arabic because she speaks Arabic because she converted to Islam, mm -hmm. at least temporarily, right? Isn't that true? Yeah. Okay. So she speaks. I don't know any of this. She speaks Arabic now. <laughs> Marry me. You'll learn it yeah. all. <laughs> and so she's like, she's screaming at them. They're, they're, um, you know, they speak Arabic. She's and screaming I, at them The only Arabic. reason we know about this is because she went on Instagram live during this. She ordeal. filmed herself doing it. Yeah. So oh, it's like wow. a, it's like a live stream of her in the dark streets. It's dark, like mm -hmm. 10 PM, 11 PM in Moscow. She's yelling in Arabic at a family with their kids. And she's basically saying, like, give them to me. They'll have a better life. Yeah. And she's really <laughs> trying to get the child away. And, like, at one point, the mom turns around with, like, a closed fist and is, like, whapping her, which I would, too. You're mean, trying to take my child away. Yes. Wasn't everyone scared to death of being kidnapped when they were right. little? And, like, but by know, Lindsay Lohan, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> I just think of the video of her dancing... Oh, yes, at Mykonos, at her yes. club. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's all I know of Lindsay Lohan right. in the last few years, right? That was like the last gift that we got of 2019 before 2020 went to hell. <laughs> <laughs> okay, are we ready to watch? Yeah. Let's Yay. do it. Let's go, All down. right. And we're back from watching Father of the Bride. Let me tell you one thing. The word wedding hit a lot for me. <laughs> <laughs> All of these drinking rules. The drinking rules really hit across the board. And you mentioned that we didn't uh, drink to crying enough. Um, or kissing. Crying or kissing. Yeah. yeah uh, kissing, we at least got a couple of times. But wedding was enough. I almost on its own, honestly, between talking about weddings you kept making us drink every time it was the uh, the unique aspect of the wedding, like where they added something to the wedding. <laughs> they kept adding things. They did every single like every single scene in the movie almost. I mean, the one scene when you pointed out the woman in the yellow jacket, <laughs> mm -hmm. it was like, well, first we need to bring in some new lighting, so we're gonna have to drill some holes in the ceiling, and then we're also gonna need to move all of the furniture. <laughs> right. it, there were a lot of new aspects in that one. Yeah, scene. just waterfall, pretty much. I would say if you want to have one or two rules for this movie. All you have to do is drink to the word wedding 
and Steve Martin doing like a narration. You'll be shit Which wasn't even yeah. in the rules. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or if you want to get real drunk, Steve Martin just like acting with his face only. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I noticed did, that did so a lot hardcore. of work. Yeah, the first quarter of the movie at least he has very little dialogue the whole time he's being told about the wedding like the engagement or i guess at first it's like they just met right mm-hmm. and then they get engaged and all that no no no. They, they, she comes home from rome engaged really yeah she comes home from rome engaged but she tells okay. them at dinner yeah, yeah okay. and he can like tell that like okay yeah something's up mm-hmm. like she, there's something different about right. her mm-hmm. yeah yeah so that but that whole scene he really has almost no dialogue mm-hmm. it's like he has no lines he's he's just acting with his face right. and i mean perfect it was it, honestly hilarious and very me. 90s the way that the camera sort of follows his eye line right mm-hmm. like when brian's hand is on annie's knee mm-hmm. and he's just like laser focused on it <laughs> Guys, do I know that I'm an adult if I found him attractive in this movie? Wait, Steve Martin? <laughs> I don't know if it's a, like a signifier of adulthood or not, but I agree. I I have never, ever, ever Wait, looked at Steve, Steve Martin. I also, that makes me feel better. Uh, well, no, no, no. I mean... <laughs> I agree with you, mm-hmm. and yet I'm also a little bit uncomfortable about that. Same, because the whole like, time we were watching the movie, I was like, he has the same mannerisms as my father. <laughs> well, I was not having that experience. He doesn't look like my father, though. <laughs> but no, I was just like, I have never, I mean, I've grown up my entire life with Steve Martin in it. Never once have I ever looked at Steve Martin and was like, you can get it. So I was watching this movie, and I was like, oh, you can get it. Was it okay, when he was driving weird. a sports car? Was it that no, sexy car? It's actually, it's like one scene when he's standing on the stairs, and I was like, hmm, you work in this guy. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay, so. Yeah, this is definitely showing your age because you didn't find anybody who you were supposed to find attractive attractive. You found the father of the bride attractive. Who were we supposed to find attractive? I feel like if you were watching it as a somebody that isn't in their. 30s, you were supposed to find the fiance attractive. Well, right? I, was gonna, I felt he's, like a pedophile like, looking at them. But I, isn't I don't he know. like. Because he was like a love interest in other things, right? The, that same actor? Didn't we look that up? No, because I thought he was Andrew McCarthy, which he is not. Oh, uh, well. <laughs> no, but he is the guy in Scandal mm-hmm. who. I think of it as just being like, he's just ultra violent. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, also, I was laughing at Sean and I because we're so obviously married that in unison we go, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, okay. Sean, you brought that beer to your lips like four times and I've not taken a sip. No, I have a couple of times, but then I keep thinking, it's, a, it, what, it's delaying me because you keep saying that Steve Martin is, is attractive. I've said it twice. And... <laughs> I guess my problem is growing up, I always thought Steve Martin looked old as shit. But Steve Martin yeah. now somehow looks older than shit, right? Because, like, Steve well, Martin no, now I looks that old. You take that back. No, but Steve Martin always had white hair, and that's why he looked mm-hmm. old. Yeah, sure. But now you realize that his face looked young back in the 80s and 90s, mm-hmm. and now his face looks old <laughs> along, with the, re- so along with the rest of him. Okay, so I just want to reframe that just a tiny bit. <laughs> Because I think that now, yeah, only murders in the building. Yeah, mm-hmm. Steve Martin looks great. No, he, he does. does. He does. He looks great. Like I want to just say, he looks even greater. 
I don't know in 1991. I don't know if he looks greater. Wait, but... Martin Short doesn't look great in no, Murders. Yeah, movie. Martin Short looks like much he looks older. like he's had work mm-hmm. done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Steve Martin well, looks had like work done. It's just who they've gone to. Exactly. <laughs> Steve Martin looks like he probably has some work done, but goes to a great esthetician. So it's about subtlety. Exactly. Mm. So Martin Short <laughs> in this movie was about You see his AJs and BHAs. <laughs> you know, you gotta you gotta know which kind of assets are right for you. Were you using your uh-huhs, your bahans, your glycolics to be you? And this is why we're friends. <laughs> well, so Steve Martin, I I, I I get it. Younger Steve Martin, okay, yeah. I would say the Martin Short aged worse. Over this time, right? So we've been watching this show. He definitely aged worse than than Steve Martin, I think. Because mm-hmm. about this time is when he was also in Jungle to Jungle. You remember that movie? He wasn't in Jungle to Jungle. Wait, was he not in... I thought Steve Martin... No, no, no. It's not, not Steve no. Martin. Martin Short was not in Jungle to Jungle? Not that I'm aware of. Brendan the... Fraser. No, Tim, Tim Allen. No, Tim Allen, but I thought that Tim Allen's partner was Martin Short. Partner? No, like... Partner Wait, at business. <laughs> we have a producer on the side who's looking this up for us. I was right. I was right. There you go. And so Steve general? Martin and Martin Short is also hard to say when it, you have it, been drinking. <laughs> when you've been they, drinking, they yes. do share a name. A Martin. <laughs> they share a Martin. So Martin Short was in Jungle to Jungle. Okay. I don't know if I've seen that movie. What? Yeah, it's where. Is, Brenda Fra- is that the Brendan Fraser movie? No. no, you're thinking of George the Jungle or George of the Jungle. <laughs> I'm absolutely thinking of George of the Jungle. Judge, judge, judge of the Jungle. Yeah, not the right one. Okay, so in Jungle to Jungle, Tim (coughs) Allen plays like, I don't remember if he's like a Wall Street banker Uh, or whatever, but he lives in New York City, right? So that's the jungle, right? The concrete jungle. Is it Tim Allen or Chevy Chase? No, Tim Allen. Tim Allen. And you'll recognize the the movie poster. Oh, I absolutely yeah. rem- remember Where he's the movie poster. The arrow or the yeah, arrow. yeah. Or is it the, the what? The arrow. The the elbow? Yeah. The arrow. <laughs> Make fun of all Nineteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> well, so the premise though is that so he lives in New York City, the concrete jungle, and then <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's jungle to jungle because they're going from it. a jungle we, to a jungle. We get it. <laughs> So Tim Allen though was married to like a philanthropist who lives in like the Amazon rainforest or whatever. I don't think they were married, were they? They had a relationship. They had a relationship. Of some I sort. thought they were married and then divorced, but it doesn't matter. But her, his son, was then raised in that like Amazonian like mm-hmm. village. Yeah, remember he stops the fish in the fish tank, thinking that he's yeah. fishing for food. Yeah, yeah. So it was jungle, the Amazon jungle, to jungle, the concrete mm-hmm. jungle of New York City. Sean, we, like, we get it. Thank you for explaining it. <laughs> and all that to say that Martin Short was in that movie. Woof. Where do we go from here, guys? So I think that we should, I think that we've established that the drinking rules worked for what? Father of the Bride. <laughs> Which, yeah. honestly, for the first little bit, for the first maybe half of the movie, I was like, oh my gosh, maybe the rules that I found are not going to work well for us. Oh, no, no, no. I, like, started writing down other ideas for what they could be. No, they all worked, and including basketball, which was a great one. Basketball's a good one. Yeah. There's one point where the whole family plays basketball. Oh, I remembered what I was trying to write down, and I couldn't remember it. Oh, yeah. Because Sean interrupted you. <laughs> it was whenever, like, the soundtrack makes you feel like you're going to cry. <laughs> or, like, gives you goosebumps. Like, <laughs> I know that this is an Allison issue. <laughs> like, I don't 
know. That's entirely possible. I don't know if that's a typical viewer experience. Okay, I don't remember a single song that played in the background of this movie. We talked about how it reminded you of Susie Q. Oh, that's right. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I completely forgot about that part. I wouldn't say that that song almost made me cry, though. Okay, My Girl? Mm, One of the sweetest songs. Yeah, I, I understand. What about the... Oh, I'm not going to start singing. I mean, I might, but like the Macaulay Culkin. I met the boy I'm going to marry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Which you've now decided is your new karaoke song. But it's gonna. I'm going to do it better you know, than this. Yeah. Do you want to practice? <laughs> not. I'm on <laughs> microphone. <laughs> <laughs> well, this definitely worked out. The, the I can barely form thoughts right now. <laughs> I, what I should have done is begun the drinking game with whiskey. And, and the whiskey I began with, because we have new guests with us, it was one of my nicer whiskeys that's like 120 proof. So. Oh, it was a celebration. <laughs> it was very, <laughs> very high proof. So one aspect of this whole movie that really blew my mind is that he runs a shoe company. Like he makes shoes, right? But he was getting angry when people wear other brands of shoes. That was a whole thing. <laughs> Can you imagine today's world where someone owns like a little tiny shoe company and they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. you're wearing Nikes <laughs> instead of his. He seems like the Allbirds of, you know. Oh, I love that. You know, I guess like, that makes sense. as an early adopter of Allbirds, <laughs> I love that. I was part of Kickstarter. I bought them as gifts for multiple people, maybe two years before you saw everyone else in Memphis right. wearing them, and I felt very proud of myself. Sean also probably doesn't remember that when he didn't give me a gift for my 30th birthday, he then okay. mentioned that he, you need a new pair of Allbirds to get them. And I haven't gotten them yet, but I need to get them because we're about to go to Vegas and I need like a cute pair of tennis shoes. So you, you're about to see a pair of Allbirds on the credit card statement. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, that's fine. Ashley brings us up, too. So, like... Oh, were you going to bring up the blender? The blender. (laughs) (laughs) So, in this movie, (laughs) they almost call off the wedding because because the bride gets a blender for her eight-month anniversary. Eight-month. Right before before her wedding. (laughs) Right before her wedding. Which, uh, by the way, they uh, planned this wedding in six months. That's true. They met... Four months before that. Mm-hmm. They haven't known one another for an entire year and then yeah. they get married. Yeah. there's No clearly... shade. People do that all the time. I, I will never. say if like her character is 22 in this movie, I would say like if you're 32, like fucking go for it. When you're 22, I don't know anything. I mean, I got a PhD at 23, but it's fine. <laughs> I mean, I'm not passing I judgment. I just am like, I was doing the math. I was like, hold on. We're planning this wedding six months from now. I also 100% interrupted you. Talk about appliances. Oh, I don't have anything to say about appliances. What I was thinking now, once you brought that up, though, was the, the food processor story where I got actually a food processor. But she asked for a pr- food processor. I'm not mad about the food processor. Yeah, okay. I am mad about the KitchenAid. But... Okay, but, well, but the KitchenAid was expensive. And... Exactly. <laughs> That's the exact point I'm mad about. Also, let oh, me tell should you. Should I tell <laughs> Let me tell you the I story about when I got the food processor. Yeah, go for oh, it. You got the food processor. The KitchenAid, Kitchen actually. We keep mixing them up. Yeah, they're not the same. <laughs> no, they're not the same. They're not the same. In function or price. Yeah. No. Not no, no, close. no. Yeah. But maybe five-ish years ago, my mother got me a KitchenAid mm-hmm. for Christmas. A very nice, like, 
beautiful machine. Mm -hmm. Very expensive. Very expensive. I wanted one. I hadn't specifically asked for one, but I, you know, I did want one. Also surprisingly heavy. Very heavy. Yeah. They're incredibly, like you cannot put them anywhere. We talked about putting them inside of our new like pull out drawer thing. No, it would like break that it's shelf. Not, it's I'm not a lazy Susan thing. right now and I have worries. It's too heavy. <laughs> Mine is like on the kitchen counter, but like pushed back into a corner. Mm -hmm. But also because it's such a nice appliance, it looks nice there, mm -hmm. you know. And so when I opened it on Christmas morning, I was like, wow, this is a lovely present. Thank you so much. You know, mm -hmm. I was very grateful and it was like, hadn't asked for it, but was very grateful to get it. And I said something along the lines of, well, this is something that people normally register, but like when they get married, like, I guess now I don't have to get married. And my mother, <laughs> my mom was like, that's not what that means. <laughs> well, so actually, let me tell you, when you buy oh, a KitchenAid, I'm not good at gift, gra gift wrapping in general. I'm terrible at gift wrapping. And good to know. I'm when you try to. I'm good at. It. I'm yeah. great. When you it. try to wrap a gift that <laughs> you weighs, you can't wrap your own gift. Right. Exactly. I'll come help. <laughs> <laughs> when you try to wrap a gift that weighs like seventy pounds, <laughs> it's not not that it's not that heavy, but it's pretty pretty heavy. It's not easy, and I'm not good at like getting around it. I, I'm pretty sure I wrapped this in like ninety pieces of paper that were taped together, <laughs> and then I was like, "There you go, Ashley," and she opened it, and it was the KitchenAid that she didn't ask for. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, one time in Target, we were walking in the aisle, and there was a KitchenAid on display, and I said, oh, one day I think I might want one of those. Well, Eight months later, later, you made it sound aspirational. <laughs> Eight months later, it's what I get as my only Christmas present. <laughs> no, uh, no, that is not correct. You got like nine... Nine or ten Christmas presents. Well, only because Sean can't actually keep a secret. So, like, the second he buys me a present, I have to receive it within 78 hours. It depends. <laughs> that year, too, you got, like, three Disney Blu-rays because... <laughs> <laughs> that was when I was still a member of the Disney Blu-ray thing that was sending me movies. When he couldn't I... remember to cancel his subscription. <laughs> so they just kept sending me movies. <laughs> so here's another uh, sponsor opportunity. What's the, <laughs> the service that they keep I don't like, remember advertising that it's like, it's you the... know how you can't keep track of all your subscriptions? <laughs> well. <laughs> no, that's true, yeah. Ask Jeeves. <laughs> Jeeves. Jeeves <laughs> there's something exist? that like, no, like Jeeves doesn't exist, but there's something that's very much played off of that. It's supposed to be like it's like your concierge of figuring out your apps. Which reminds me, <laughs> another great drinking rule: mm. product of the times. It was, yeah. Product of the times was great. My personal favorite was when the tiny TV was on <laughs> on the bathroom <laughs> counter. That's hilarious. Also, um, I pointed out the payphone at the airport. That's a standard one for '90s movies, though. Mm -hmm. that, also. I was in the airport, though, yesterday, and I was walking through, and they had all these payphones. Really? They had a wall of payphones. Hmm. In Newark? Uh, Atlanta. Weird. Even weirder. That's crazy. I was like, what's happening here? Huh. Hmm. I, I, I mean, wouldn't have suspected that. Yeah, I feel like I was being a part of the time. Was it like an <laughs> art installation? No, it was like <laughs> an it was art like, installation. <laughs> it was like a use them type thing. Also, while I was in Atlanta, on different leg was when I was going down to or up to New Jersey. There was a page for someone to go answer a phone inside. It's like, I don't know what the name was, but it's like, Mary Smith, please find the nearest phone. 911 is on the line for you. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone I was traveling with like stopped and we we're like, what? <laughs> They're depending on her to go find the nearest phone. It feels like they should send one of those airport golf carts to come get her. I want to know the circumstances in which 911 calls you. <laughs> at, at the airport. 
not only that, but at the Atlanta airport. <laughs> they're, they're <laughs> the like, largest like airport. The busiest airport in the United States. <laughs> they're like, hey, can you come on Mary Smith? Hey, is Mary around? We really need to reach her. <laughs> and you're also, like, 911 from where? I'm also like, like, this is definitely a Keith Morrison situation for Dateline. Like, let's go. Because I watch Dateline, like, every night when I get to bed. <laughs> kind of like how George Bakes uh, started watching America's Most Wanted every night. Just <laughs> yeah. to make sure that Ryan McKenzie wasn't on here. That was a great part. That's an, That could be a drinking rule every time they mention that he watches that show. Also, right? producer, over on the side, can you look up the original Father of the Bride and see if the father's name was Stanley? Because we rented this movie off of Amazon, and I love Amazon's, like, UI. And, like, when you pause, like, it shows you who's in the scene and, like, their names or whatever. If there's a song, it tells you what the song is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's yes. Spencer, though. Spencer Tracy, Stanley T. Banks. Okay. 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 So, like, when we were Taylor. When we were paused on a scene with Steve Martin, it said that his character was Stanley T. Banks. And I was like, they refer to him as George Banks throughout this entire movie. Yeah, like the whole time. Okay, that makes me feel better. We do know that in the original, it was Stanley T. Banks. Yeah, and I told you that on IMDb, they cite three writers, and two of those writers were from the 1950s version. That's right. So mm-hmm. they were just like giving them credit for this. So I don't know why. Well, right, Lisa. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. Especially if it's like the exact same story. And now I need to go watch the 1950s one and see how similar it is. As many times as I've watched the 1991 version, I've never seen the 1950 version. Well, I feel like you need to see the 1950s version. I agree. I wonder who's in it. I'm sure it is. Well, so Spencer Tracy, <laughs> Elizabeth Taylor. <laughs> oh, Elizabeth I mean, Taylor. Great okay. Elizabeth Taylor, I'm sure, is Diane. I would think so. Diane. That's Keaton's her name, character. right? Or I Diane don't. Keaton. Um, <laughs> I don't know what her Yeah, I don't name remember was. the character's name. Oh my gosh. Nina. Yeah, there you Nina. go. It does Nina. Nina, yeah. Nina. Yeah. Um, another drinking rule that I thought of only for like the first half because I kept identifying with this was whenever Maddie, who is Annie's little brother played by Kieran Culkin, who mm-hmm. was, I think, still show. He's so great. <laughs> Maddie has such great reactions to things. He does. And I said, <laughs> drinking rule edition. <laughs> whenever Maddie expresses your emotions, like as a viewer, like either the way that he reacts to George at the dinner table or like the... Like the right. noises and the right. facial expressions that he makes where you're like, same, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. It's so good. My favorite scene with him is, like, so, like, I love those, like, really subtle moments that, like, we don't stop and pause for laughter. Like, those are my favorite things. My favorite thing is during, so, like, in the very first dinner, whenever, uh, what's the daughter's name? Annie. Annie. Yeah. Annie comes home from Rome, and she's, like, announcing that she's engaged, and she just out of nowhere calls her father George instead of dad. <laughs> you know, and he's like, like, what the hell's that? And then, like, later on, there's, like, just a casual dinner that they're having on the patio at their house. And Karen Culkin's <laughs> character is just like, yeah, George, you can't do that. He's like, 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 they wouldn't acknowledge it at all that he called him George. I like, love that. I don't think you were, you want the word pit on a wedding invitation, <laughs> George. <laughs> so good. It really is. This movie gave me big clue vibes. Like, mm-hmm. the same type of humor. Like, mm-hmm. that type of mm-hmm. era of humor. Mm-hmm. I also, for some reason, feel very nostalgic when I watch these 80s and 90s movies where you can almost hear the hiss of the boom mics capturing their... Mm. You know what I'm talking about? Do you have goosebumps now? I feel like you do. I do most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> most of the time. But 
Especially when we're talking about something that makes me feel feelings. It's a, it's a thing. <laughs> but it's a thing, you know? It's like those era of movies, just because of their level of ed- editing and the way they captured the audio, it's like you get that little hiss in the background, and it, you can definitely tell the difference between now and then. Even some early 2000s movies have it, and it kind of like makes me like hurt because then like they play Fallout Boy in the soundtrack, <laughs> but, you still have, but you still have that hiss, and then I'm like... <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> does it feel anachronistic in a way? Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, one where it happened was um, John Tucker Must Die. John Tucker Must Die even had a little bit of a little bit of that going on, and uh, it was like it was some songs like from that felt too recent. No, okay. it was like because that came out when we were in high school. Yeah, and I don't think I've watched it since high school. Yeah. I've listened to y'all's opinions about it, but <laughs> haven't watched it since high school. Yeah, but that movie shouldn't fit in with a 1991 feeling movie, right? And that, that's my point. Well, right. okay, but this is a very, very small sliver of a Venn diagram that yeah. doesn't even—it's like it's like imperceptible to the human eye. Yeah, like, right. but, <laughs> but this type of humor though is like a straight kind of '90s era humor that's not slapstick. It's not like the the dumb humor that came out in this point of time, like Dumb and Dumber, mm-hmm. right? It's like the more sophisticated, Which, like better humor that you was like Dumb and Dumber. No, thank God. But uh, <laughs> I, I feel like Steve Martin made a lot of these types of comedies compared to right jim carrey i will say like it's heartfelt yeah Mm -hmm. i will say like i was i haven't watched it since i was a kid and what i have a comment to say but i'll say it after the point i'm trying to make at this present moment which is that i was worried that there was going to be way more slapstick physical comedy moments Mm -hmm. in it that like i was gonna be like oh it's an adult like i don't love this and i will say there's only two moments in the entire movie that i was like this is not the humor for me it was the fishing the bank book out of the pool scene with the dogs classic for this era and you're not gonna like my second version but it was when he was trying to fit into the tuxedo in the attic oh see see, i thought you were gonna say when he was trying to get the door open and the back of his tuxedo jacket rips so that that is is that count as a part of that yeah for sure well you because when we were watching the scene when he was putting on the tuxedo Mm -hmm. in the attic and he was singing what's new pussycat Mm -hmm. that i said out right. loud oh right. my gosh when i was little this is one of my favorite scenes because mm-hmm. i thought it was so silly right and it yeah. is really right. silly and so as an adult seeing that for the first time i right. may not have enjoyed it but right. there is a sentimental aspect to it right. where i'm just like watching steve martin do this like weird goofy thing with like the, the voice like this. Right. like I, it, I love it the thing that I also, like, I wanted to say it at the top of the show, and I forgot to, was that I love that you paired your movies on nostalgia, because this, the birth of this entire thing was me saying that we needed to do a movie pairing where one was nostalgic. Like, that's literally how it started. And my first pairing was, I know that my nostalgic pairing was 10 Things I Hate About You. Do you remember what the movie was that I chose with it? I don't remember. I mean, because you didn't pair on Heath Ledger. Look back in your moleskin. We didn't, oh, we I, I know in. what I did. I, I said a bad movie and a nostalgia movie, and my bad movie was from Justin to Kelly. Oh, from Justin to Kelly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really bad. Terrible. Yeah, that, was our, that was our very first night of pairing shit, and I wanted to do... Mm-hmm. I didn't want. I wasn't trying to find a link in between them. I just wanted to do a bad movie and a nostalgic movie. Right. Because we originally we had gotten together just to watch bad movies. Yeah. Well, and because we had just seen Cats... Yeah, <laughs> literally. <laughs> Which was 
Real bad. Hey, this may or may not surprise you. I haven't seen it. (laughs) You shouldn't. Horrendous. So I actually am going on this pervasive theory in my life right now that the night that we watched Cats was the night that we all died. And (laughs) we're stuck in purgatory. (laughs) And we're stuck in purgatory because I keep having these things that happen and I keep saying, like, I'm in the good place. Was it in, like, the second week of March of 2020? It was like right before everything got horrible. Because we watched cats on video at mm-hmm. home, not not um, yeah, in like the theater. We had like planned. Oh no, I don't have like theater schedules built into my brain. I was just <laughs> thinking about like my oh, life I schedule were... of like when shit no, fell like, apart. We, like we <laughs> like we had had like this plan that we're like, wouldn't it be so funny to like day drink two cats? And we did. And our friend who comes to movie night often, like he came over. And we watched it, and, like, we laughed hysterically. And then we're like, we should watch more bad movies. Yeah. And then we we watched Movie 43 and Wild Wild West. And then the following week was my week where I paired from Justin and Kelly (laughs) and 10 Things I Hate About You. Movie 43 is real bad. It's the worst movie I've ever seen. It has the most famous people that I've ever seen in a terrible movie. I mean, y'all started strong. Yeah. Right? Wild Wild West is a good one. But, no, I'm convinced that we're all dead. (laughs) And we all died the night that we watched Cats. <laughs> and I have this, like... So you're I, saying you do think it's a simulation? Yeah. Yeah, like, I'm saying, like, I have this really... <laughs> I have this really weird fear of monoxide poisoning. Like, where, like, we have, like, a carbon monoxide detector, and I'll, like, Which I'll test it all the time. that you would be okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, like... <laughs> like hey, know. don't point out the logical part of this. So, like, I tested all the time just thinking it's going to fail. And then the fire department called and told me that it was in the wrong place. But anyways. They didn't call. They came. <laughs> they came. And we had they, three fire trucks they were wrong. Across. I read about it. Uh, yeah. They were not correct in their opinion. Which is terrifying. Yeah. It's even worse. <laughs> the fire department gave us the wrong opinion on where the monoxide detectors yeah. should go. Okay. But back to this movie, though. About I have more questions that I'll ask later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, we're all dead and we're stuck in purgatory. That's all I have to say. <laughs> okay, but in terms of Father of the Bride, I love the whole thing. It, yeah. I thought it was the that type of humor that I was talking about, like Clue yeah, and I, other types of... It's like dialogue humor, but like also facial expression. It's like gestures, the way that you hold your body, but it's not slapstick, if that yeah, makes sense. It's, it's not like physical humor the way that like... Mm-hmm silly physical humor is it's like yeah the facial expressions that you're just like you're acting through your face right it's, it, it might be called acting <laughs> it might be called acting in which case like steve martin is fucking good at it right. like and also he can get it right right he can get it <laughs> well, give it to me in that unbuttoned top collar because <laughs> he's getting a little more <laughs> Okay, so I don't think we have to talk about drinkability. No, I, I do want to mention though. I do want to mention my favorite quote because I did okay. write it down, and I've been writing so down. Let's say we've been talking about this movie for like an hour. Yeah, I've been writing down some of my favorite quotes, and one of my favorite quotes was my when he gets the quote for the wedding, mm-hmm. and uh, no, no, it's when you're they're looking at the wedding cake, and the wedding cake costs twelve hundred dollars, and he says my first car didn't cost twelve hundred dollars, and Martin Short says, "Well, welcome to the nineties." <laughs> I think that was. The funniest line of the whole thing in, in today's standards. It was great. That was that was good. Okay, Allison, you chose this movie. What are you rating it on a scale of zero to hundred? I have not been present for movie ratings. I've listened to a lot right. of movie ratings, and so mm-hmm. I'm I want to find the right baseline here. Uh-huh. You can be different than what we say. 
I'm finding my own baseline. (laughs) (laughs) She's finding her own way. (laughs) I mean, it's high, y'all. Like, I'm going to say I love it. It makes me happy. It gives Mm -hmm. me goosebumps. Yeah. It's fun to drink to. It's fun to hang out and watch together. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is like a solid... 95. Oh, that is a Has high. anything... I mean, that might be a little too high, but, like, that's what I feel right now. If that's what you feel, you should go with it. No, I mean, I always... I, mean, I could change it later, but, like, why I, would I need to? Well, I love it because, one, this is what you brought to the podcast was your very first sitting, and in the 90s indicates one of your favorite movies, which I believe... First implies first of more than one. <laughs> We've already talked about you're coming back for Christmas shit. Yeah. <laughs> Just putting it on record. <laughs> But, you know, like, so, like, I would hope that you would come on your first recording with one of your favorite movies. Yeah. And, and the 90s indicates one of your favorite movies. I don't think that's crazy that it was a 95. I think that's great. Later in life, I might look back and think, hmm, maybe I should have put it at a 92. But what you but feel, like, but what <laughs> feel, I feel that, like, what you feel in the moment is the most accurate rating of a movie. Because there's movies that, like, I used to be better about, like, as soon as, like, I left a movie in a theater, like, writing down what my score was. And then, like, I'll go look back on it and I'm like, ooh, like, I rated that differently than how I remembered it. But I think that feeling right in the moment, it's the right one. Yeah. I also don't do that. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. rarely do I watch a movie from, like, beginning to end, like, mm-hmm. all at once. Wilson's like, rarely do I watch a movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, like, Hey, I'm doing a really good job tonight. I haven't fallen asleep. Yeah. Yeah. You have a laptop. You I have, have yeah. talked a lot. You have, uh, she's That's taking notes in her packing notes where she's written down the temperatures of where she's going. <laughs> well, listen, this wasn't going to be a good argument. <laughs> I was going to be like, I'm going to San Diego next week. And... That's not a good argument because it's the same temperature every day. <laughs> Sean, what do you rate the movie? <laughs> You're like, look, I needed to know what temperature it was when they were filming <laughs> each day of the movie when they, when it was in production. No, uh, in terms of this movie, I think I'm going to be at a solid 88. Because That's I, high. Yeah. That's high for Sean. I really like it. I enjoy this specific type of comedy. Mm-hmm. I, I love it. And uh, 88, yeah. Yeah. Ashley, what do you rate it? I'm giving it an 83, which is really that's good. I think that's for, good for you, especially for something that's more in the comedy genre. That's a pretty high score for me. Definitely, all the nostalgic feels like. So my sister is 14 years older than me, and I I can remember when she came home with who she's married to now, and like, and it was clear they're gonna get married. I remember my mom like sitting me down and being like, you know, I'm father of the bride when he's imagining her like as a little girl <laughs> saying, "I'm gonna get married." That's like what he's feeling. <laughs> That was like this again. And we watched this movie so many times. I just remember ever since my sister announced that she was engaged, like I just watched it so many times because like I was just like, you know, it was like looking up to like the older sister and like mm-hmm. whatever. And so like it was just it was so fun, such a fun nostalgia ride for me. And I liked it way more than I thought I would, just like reflecting upon it. Well, and that's a good place to close this off too, because that ties it back to Ken. Which you said your dad was also my da- named. My dad was also named Ken. Named Ken. <laughs> and throughout the whole thing, it was like, oh, that's a Ken moment. And it was a Ken <laughs> moment on both sides. Yeah. And I think that's a good connection. That's a good I love that. For me. <laughs> right? Because we did both have 
moments during the movie where we were like, those are kin mannerisms. And then it was maybe halfway through the movie where we were both like, wait, okay, both <laughs> of our dads are named kin. Exactly. <laughs> and so some of them were talking about the same mannerisms. Some of them were not. But it's like, mm. Steve Martin's character in right. this movie, an amalgam. Right, exactly. <laughs> okay, so okay. let's talk about Wayne's yeah. World. Lead yep. us in. Okay, Wayne's World, 1992. Well, I'm going to fly wow, through fun. this. One year later. I know. Right? I, I was surprised. I think I thought it was maybe a little bit later, but 1992, <laughs> directed by Penelope Spheris. It was directed by a woman? Yes, directed by a woman. She, by the way, is fascinating. I've done some research into her the last few days because I, I just thought this was a silly movie. And then when I started reading more about her, I realized that she is really, really not a silly director. She's actually a very serious and well-respected director and artist and creator within the world of music, specifically like punk and metal and all of this kind of stuff. Like she's actually a fucking rock star in her own right. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, I know I'm, so even and, she and, made then like I, a and then I felt bad about suggesting it as a bad movie because I was like, oh my mm-hmm. god, this woman is. Do you know what the rotten score is for Wayne's World? Uh, yeah. It's probably pretty high. I'd guess in the eighties somewhere. Seventy-eight. Seven uh, close. Right. It's so actually it's... higher than the rotten score is for Father of the Bride, which is oh. weird. That's that's very Father strange. Father of the Bride to me. is a good movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. You know, for what it's worth. Yeah. So Penelope Spheris, I just have some like bullet notes on her here but then also like i do have more information on her later if we wanted to discuss it she is referred to in a lot of places as like a rock and roll anthropologist like she's done this like three-part very historically important documentary about the history of punk rock specifically like Wait, the music the scene in la yeah it's called yeah that's um, what i, that's what I was know, just thinking about when I'm you like, said that watch this <laughs> So I remember very specifically that a documentary came out where they interviewed former punk stars and there was one guy who on his forehead, it said like fuck or something like that. Mm -hmm. And he was like, yeah, when you become a dad, these tattoos really hit different. That's what I remember from the trailer of the documentary. The decline of Western civilization. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't think it was that serious. (laughs) So the decline of Western civilization, which is, a, like serious music documentary that she directed that has had multiple parts over like the course of multiple ye- like when I say multiple years I mean like decades. She's a serious director with a really serious interest in music and film yeah. and the intersection between the two. Mm-hmm. And so when I started learning more about her, I felt bad about choosing Wayne's World as a bad movie. <laughs> However, she had to have also understood that she was doing a comedy though, right? Like, because, oh, yes. and they were yes, on SNL absolutely. already. And, and she's like given all these interviews where she said that she understands that there's a difference between some of the movies that she does that are like the documentary style movies versus like the Hollywood movies. Cause I think she also directed like, did she direct Beethoven? Did I make that up? Wow. That would no, be no, a no. I, I, I have to. That would be a deep connection. connection. It would be a connection, but I have because to. We oh wrong. no, not Beethoven, Little Rascals. Okay, that Little was, Rascals. But, oh, the remake. The 94? Yeah. 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 That's well, yeah. The original Rascals were like the 50s. Yeah. <laughs> if not earlier. And the Beverly Hillbillies. So oh, she's oof. given all these interviews where she said there is two, there are two very distinct like silos of mm-hmm. her career mm-hmm. as a director. So, okay. Rock and roll anthropologist, Little Rascals, Wayne's World, The Decline of Western mm-hmm. Civilization. 
this is an auditory medium, so you can't see that I'm putting things in different <laughs> Yeah, you my sure hands. is. Also, like, I was, like, expecting her to be, like, this, 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 Titanic. <laughs> no, that was James Cameron. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, like, the way you're building up to it, I was, like, oh, we're going to find out that, like, she wrote, like, she did. <laughs> Let's see. So I've covered a lot of this. This was a lot of what I was going to – I got emotional about some of that. Okay, so – Wayne's World, 1992. Uh, he's brought up Black Sheep, also by the same person. Was Penelope Spears also Black Sheep? Yeah, Black Sheep. Oh, my. Oh, I didn't realize that. Black Sheep. She turned down This Is Spinal Tap. Oh, wow. And that would have been the perfect movie for her. She turned down This Is Spinal Tap because she didn't want to poke fun at... At, like, like a, a real like documentary. Like, no, at, like, that type of rock and roll. Hmm. Wow. That's she cool. thought that it would... Yeah. It's Insane. Given, That's crazy. Given, oh, You'd wow. think that Wayne's World would be almost more disrespectful of music then, right? Wayne's World has a lot of respect for music. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I mean, she also directed the Wayne's World music video of Bohemian Rhapsody. Question. What is Wayne's World about? Okay. <laughs> Here's, I think oh, no. that we should go ahead and do synopsis and drinking rules and jump into things because yeah, yeah. we've been talking for a long ass no, time. No, it makes sense, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Synopsis. Yeah. A big screen spinoff of the Saturday Night Live skit. Uh, Rob Lowe plays a producer that wants to take the public access show Wayne's World to the world of commercial television. Wayne, Mike Myers, and Garth, Dana Carvey battle to save their show as well as Wayne's girlfriend from Lowe, meaning Rob Lowe. Okay, one, I didn't know Rob Lowe was going to be in it, so this is exciting for me. I knew uh-huh. it was going to be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Two, okay, so I was trying to, because I get a shot in the dark because I've never seen Wayne's World. Do you want to hear the drinking rules before or after you do your shot in the dark? I want to say what I have to say first and see if I'm just an idiot, which... <laughs> Probably. My no, shot in the dark. Uh, They're going to play guitar. No, but tell us <laughs> what For whatever reason, what I want to say is like, I was like, if they say like, what's up? But like, was it them who was doing like the Bill Clinton spoof and during his election? Who? Like the Wayne's you're, World. You're thinking a little later. Okay. So this is 1990. Well, but I was trying to think of like I was trying to think of that because it was an SNL sketch sketch right I was doing like the was that no that was like a Budweiser commercial right yeah, yeah it was a Budweiser yeah. commercial that was also from commercial. like two thousand or so okay but never mind. but nineteen eighty two was the first year that Bill Clinton was elected I, for some reason I thought that like there was like a whole for some reason I in my head there was definitely knowing, SNL skits about it. <laughs> 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 I thought in my head that, like, in this movie, they might have started, like, the Laza thing and then, like, carried on into, like, commercials or something. So, no. Go ahead and make that your shot in the dark. Well, my other shot, my real shot in the dark, after learning about our now hero of... Rubla? No. The <laughs> Penelope, whatever her name is. Oh, Penelope Sears. Yeah, after hearing oh, about God. her. Oh, Penelope Spheris. My shot in the dark was going to be, like, strong male gaze vibes of, like, when a woman's talking, like, the camera's just focused on her tits or, like, something like that. I know nothing about this movie. I don't know if that happened. I want you to make a call. Yeah, I mean, it's up to I, you. Like, I've seen, 
I'll tell you again. I've seen this movie a lot of times. <laughs> Look, I know nothing. Like, I literally know nothing about this movie. So I'm having a very hard time, like, figuring okay, it out. So, okay, so, okay, you know okay, about... Wayne and Garth have mm-hmm. a public access TV show. Okay. Like, they, like people can call in, too? Uh, I don't, do they take calls? I think so. They're basically, like, so. in Wayne's mom's basement. Yeah. Filming a public access TV show. And they both really like music mm-hmm. and, like, hot girls and they want to get bigger and better. Okay, my real shot in the dark is an air guitar with the sound effect. Okay. okay. Sean's <laughs> looking at me like I'm crazy. No, it, no, you, I think that's a good shot in the dark. You went straight Bill and Ted, and yeah, that works. Oh, she pulled it straight from Bill and Ted, didn't she? Yeah, like literally Bill and Ted. Because you did that exact same noise, too, when you were talking about Bill and Ted. <laughs> it works. You did say earlier... To give her some context. I did I did yeah. say, if you have to make a guess, make it off of Bill and Ted. <laughs> I know they have, like, gross-looking wigs on and trucker yeah. hats. Mm-hmm. That's all I know. I think we just need to watch this movie. I think we, we do. Need, I think we need to, or we're going to die in this fucking room. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I really like hanging out with you guys in here, but, like, I also really want to watch this movie. So. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm closing my laptop. <laughs> Sean, go make the Irish coffees. Okay. <laughs> okay, let's go. Okay. And we're back from watching Wayne's World. Ash's first time. <laughs> it was a time. <laughs> <laughs> this is definitively not Ashley's type of movie. I well, and I knew that. <laughs> I mean, I knew that. I will say there were multiple times throughout the movie where I was like, "What is the plot?" <laughs> it's a little harder to keep track of the plot in this one. That I feel like Wayne's World Two does better at having a set plot. Maybe I don't know. I mean, they have a better like outline of what they want to happen, right? For Wayne's World too, for mm-hmm. sure, because yeah. it's Field of Dreams, but for a music festival, more <laughs> right. or less. Right. If you book them, they will come. Right. <laughs> that, that is what they say in the you know. Right. All that said, I feel like the two of you should start off the conversation before I do. Well, I mean, the whole premise of this one is just that Rob Lowe is like a. Is he a manager or what is his official role? What is he? I don't know that we ever know his exact job like, title. He's like a talent finder, producer type role. He works yeah. for a network mm-hmm. and his job is to find talent to exploit. Right. And so that's As he, he writes so, in his diary. Right. And so he, yes, find, exactly. <laughs> he finds Wayne and Garth, their public access TV show and decides I don't, who who would decide that would make money though. So okay, so he was he was in bed with a woman and they were like scrolling through TV shows like late night like when I like, would what are we going to watch? Yeah. Yeah. Or like 48 hours. Yes. When you're or like, like snapped. Yeah, watching something like right happening. before you go to sleep and you're like what are we going to we'll just scroll through we'll find something. And this is also Let's see, 1992. Yeah. So it's not as though we're like, let's see what's on Netflix. We've got what's on public access. Oh my gosh, it's this thing. And the girl that he was sitting in bed with is like, oh my gosh, Garth and Wayne, they're so funny. And then that sets off the whole thing. Exactly. Right, yeah, yeah. And so he's like, I can exploit this. I have to find a way to meet them. But then you go through like a whole act of it just being Wayne and Garth. 
living, which I found confusing. Well, okay. So I will say, I don't think the story is about Rob Lowe. No. Or no, Rob no, Lowe's no. character. It, I feel like it's only about Rob Lowe and the extent that he's trying to hit on Cassandra. I think it's about Rob Lowe and that like he, I feel like he's the double-sided tape that is taping all the acts together, but he's <laughs> not necessarily the story, right? If we're trying to act about, at like talk about cohesion. That's fair, but I also <laughs> don't like it in that this story is about Wayne. In my mind, I mean, it, like, I mean, it is called Wayne's World. So. <laughs> yeah. How does Garth feel about that? Well, I think they address that more in the second Wayne's World. But I, Garth clearly like has his own moments where he wants to be the center of attention. That's why he does his own breaking of the fourth wall when they're in the apartment, right? But the one moment where Wayne was no longer on set mm-hmm. and Garth was super duper uncomfortable. He yeah. was like, I can't do this with it. Like Wayne's the, I'm just his foil. I'm not like, <laughs> but if they took away Garth, what would have happened to Wayne? I don't know. He, I, I mean, he probably would have been fine. Not <laughs> <laughs> sad. Yeah. I mean, I think it's like they're, they're a duo. They, ha- they need to be together. I think that that's like the whole, well, I feel like it, I feel like Garth and Wayne have like a healthy friendship. Like yeah. they they depend on each other, but they're also healthy. Yeah. Independently. Right. Well, and I think like, in this one, like <laughs> it's like Garth really doesn't have that many lines and not much of a storyline in this one. And I think that maybe he gets more in the second Wayne's World, right? Because Garth doesn't really yeah. get too much of a storyline in in the first one. No, he doesn't. It, aside from like his fantasizing relationship with the with the waitress at the donut shop, right? Yeah, which he never actually. Got no, he never with acts him, right? on. No, he never. Because it's all a fantasy. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. As a version of Wayne's World, I will say, like, as I was sitting down and watching, I was like, "Oh, this feels like a rift of Bill and Ted." And then, so, like, we looked it up, and we saw that even though Bill and Ted, the movie, came out before Wayne's World, the first Wayne's World sketch happened before Bill and Ted. It's all So, we feel like Bill and Ted was inspired by Wayne's World, and then Wayne's World was like, shit, we can make a movie off of this? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Let's go. Because it was 1987 that the first SNL skit aired, and then it was 1989 that Bill and Ted was created. Yeah, but surely that was not the first SNL skit that Lorne Michaels decided to turn into a movie, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, A Night well, in Roxbury, wasn't it? Oh, that was later. That was definitely was in the later. 90s. No. Yeah? Yeah. Producer, please look up The Night of Roxbury. Night of the Roxbury was in the 80s. That was much later. I thought it was in the 80s. No, uh-uh. I guess I'm now I'm remembering when Will Ferrell joined the cast. So, but that was also Chris Kattan. Yeah, because Chris Kattan. Kattan. Yeah. I think Kattan. 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 Okay. Which was in the mid '90s, I think. Even. Yeah, I mean, Wayne's World was definitely the iteration before all that. I, I can't think of anything else that spun off before Wayne's World. Maybe something, but I feel like Wayne's World was like what got them. Ninety. Eight. <laughs> Ooh, off by a lot Nine, of years. Yeah. yeah, you missed by a decade right there. I thought I was saying like 87. No. <laughs> well, was Blues Brothers. That could be another early one. Yeah. That was the first one, I bet. Yeah, Blues Brothers, I bet, is one of the early ones. Producer, when did Blues Brothers I don't think that's earlier than Wayne's World, though. No, Wayne's, I bet it is. I Wayne's bet, World Blues might Brothers, be... No, Blues Brothers is definitely pre-Wayne's World. 
If it is, then that might be the first, but I don't think much came before that. I think this is when they were getting into movies. 88? 80. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Oh, I was right. The one that knows the least is right. Oh my goodness, 80. Thank you, Ken Bauer. That is way older than I thought. Oh, what my. is love, baby? Don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. Anymore. Oh, you know what we did forget to do during our interlude that was much longer <laughs> than an interlude is meant to be? Oh, like the whole point of the podcast? <laughs> um, well, I mean, one portion of it, a significant portion of it. We did not talk about the drinking rules we, we for Wayne's World. Yeah. Um, I think that the drinking rules for Father of the Bride... <laughs> Really stuck. They stuck. Yeah. They did. They did. We didn't um, even need to drink this one. Yeah, we really need to make some apologies. <laughs> and I do think that we kind of, I mean, we half-assed it for the drinking rules, but <laughs> I do we should go through what they are, right? We should, but but I should also mention that I am somebody, like, when I listen to a podcast, like, I am, like, a nervous Nelly and that, like, I know your format and I know what I have to expect A, B, and C, and D. And if I were to listen to her podcast and not have gotten the drinking rolls, I probably would have wrecked the car. And then, like, what the fuck you mean you're not giving me the goddamn drinking rolls right now? Well, we have the- I'm not bad. <laughs> I'm not bad. Look, we were, listen. like, standing in the so, kitchen. I was like, so, oh, my God, Sean, we forgot. <laughs> so what I'm trying to say is if you wrecked your car. Sorry. Don't call us. <laughs> not oh, not sorry. That's admitting that, that, that no, it, it was not our fault. <laughs> you have an unhealthy relationship with process. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Much okay, like myself, but <laughs> I will say that you, you bring this up to someone who has printed notes and, and wrote down the the temperature and the chance of rain. Yeah, that's, that's a different set of notes. Uh, those are a set of notes that I was making for a packing list for a trip to San Diego next week, which uh, is Wait. not a trip that you should think you should need to write temperatures down for, and yet I did. When you come back to the show, could you make temperature and rain chance notes for when you believe we'll be recording each segment? Yeah. I but mean, I also know that I'll be inside your house where it will be between 68 and 70 degrees. <laughs> between will, 68 and 69 it, degrees. It was never, <laughs> if it was 70 degrees in this house, I'm angry. Yeah. This is how we broke our HVAC system the first time. Ashley froze it and then it... Literally ruined our ceiling. That's I true. choose to put, pay a higher utility bill so I can freeze in my house. Thank you. <laughs> well, I like being really out. cold at night, mm-hmm. and then I turn it up in the morning. But after I'm night. done getting dressed, and if I'm going somewhere or going to work, hair and makeup. No, if I wake up at any point in the night and I feel hot, I am angry. I am mad at the world. I am mad at my AC unit. I am mad at Nest. Don't give Ashley access to Twitter between <laughs> like 10 p.m. and like 4 a.m. <laughs> or okay. do, and then you can get some sort of consolation from Nest. I don't right. know. Okay, so what were the drinking So the drinking rules were. <laughs> uh, someone says, swing. Happened all the time. It did. Yeah. Um, the Wayne's World theme song is playing. That happens constantly. Yeah. It is, yeah. As someone who didn't know the Wayne's World theme song, I got to the point I could be like, theme song! Ashley could <laughs> sing us the theme song right now. Or at least hum it for us. I couldn't. Oh. I can't even think of With it. I go, <laughs> Wayne's World. Wayne's you don't remember that? Party time. <laughs> <laughs> 
She's just trying to hum along after the fact. Oh, I appreciate your effort. <laughs> okay, what about someone says babe or babelicious? Yeah, there's a lot I of I don't those. remember that as much. They said babe a lot. Or she's a babe or things like that. What about Abraham Lincoln? You remember yeah, that? Lincoln. That's a good one. She left. I heard like heard her laugh. I was like looking over to the other side of the room and being like, is she laughing? Is she having fun? <laughs> That's, That's literally cool. the experience of everyone I ever watch any comedy with. It has to be a dark comedy, right? But like even so much that like when we were at my parents' house for Labor Day, my mom chose to watch the movie Airplane. And which, that is not the type of comedy I like. And I was not excited to have to sit through that movie. But, like, I didn't, like... It wasn't like I was, like, a brat about it. I wasn't like, like, hmm, you guys want to watch a movie? I'm going to make your lives miserable. Like, I literally was sitting there watching the movie and, like, playing my logic game on my phone. And, like, my mom would be like, I saw you smile. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, like I'm not arguing this movie's not like zero percent funny. <laughs> My heart is not made of stone. <laughs> <laughs> and then like something would be happening like <laughs> and she's like, huh, you laugh. <laughs> I knew I picked the funniest movie you could have watched tonight. What's like, what's funnier <laughs> is that at the end of it, you know, everybody but Ashley was like, that was funny. And so she was like, that's right. It was hilarious. <laughs> and then like two or three weeks later, she posts on Facebook an article about Airplane and she was like, I chose the funniest movie of them all. <laughs> she literally posted that on Facebook with no contacts. And then she comes here to Memphis and visits us and she's like, do you see what I posted about airplane <laughs> it was i mean i love it what's almost funnier is that she's like did you see what i posted on facebook about airplane <laughs> literally literally <laughs> quite literally. i mean no shade but like <laughs> but also i don't know i just realized i was like this is an internet-based forum. Or <laughs> Got a lot of anger, Zuckerberg. <laughs> I will say that Wayne's World was had to have been more Ashley Speed than Airplane, for sure. Right? I mean, it's like somewhere in between Bill and Ted's humor and something. I would put this more on par with Airplane, and I probably liked Bill and Ted just a little bit more. There's more like this. I wasn't. I wasn't miserable mm-hmm. during this. I was miserable during the hot chick. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That's not even a comparison. Right. Like, so, like, when we talk about, like, shitty comedies, like, I was oh, not Oh, Wayne's miserable. World is not a shitty comedy. No. Exactly. Like, that's what right. I'm trying to say is, like, yeah, I, I was fine. Yeah. It's definitely not anything like those really bad 2000s exactly. comedies. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me... The next drinking rule. Oh, was, wait. We're still we, not no, okay. we have, Yeah. No, we have not gone mm-hmm, through the list mm-hmm, yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. The next one is someone talks into the camera. There's mm-hmm. a lot of broken and forth wall. That, that would have been probably the number one rule to get you drunk, I think. Um, I think... Swing um, happened a lot. No, I think party on. Party the, on, yeah. yeah party, party on, on too, which yeah. we loosely held to. Mm-hmm. And then every time Wayne moves his hair behind his ears, which is my personal favorite rule. Yeah. That's my favorite rule. That one happens a lot, too. It does. And I was explaining this to someone who I work with who has not seen this movie. And I was like listing the rules and she was, she like gave me a look when I said every time Wayne moves his hair behind his ears. And she was like, (laughs) this is an auditory medium. 
She looked at me as though she was confused, and I demonstrated what it looked like when Wayne moves his hair behind his ears. But he does both hands at the same time. Both hands at the same time and kind of moves his face forward, and it's very, like... It's a little. I feel like it's it's very much like trying to like tuck the wig. Like, like the wig is like comfortable right now. I need to move it. It looks like you're going okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's so true. I will say, thinking about this movie's style, it's so '90s with like the grungy look and the long hair, like the big hair. Mm -hmm. Uh, Alice Cooper. Yeah. Isn't it? And Alice Cooper looked old in this, so I can only imagine how old. I thought that too. I can only imagine how old he looks now. I thought that Alice Cooper looked really old in this, and it surprised me how old he looked in this, especially because I saw a picture of Marilyn Manson today Mm -hmm. on somewhere on the internet where he looks Super I mean, old. not good. Like, yeah. not, I, like, sorry, sorry, Marilyn Manson. Well, and Alice but Cooper, like, not sorry. Good. And Alice Cooper is a lot older than Marilyn Manson, I think. I think Alice By like Cooper. A, at least a decade or two. I like Alice Cooper better. Yeah, I mean, I think. I mean, I'm just yeah. going to put that out there in the world, <laughs> like, you know, for the record, like, for what it's worth. I remember Alice Cooper being in a lot of movies in this time period, too. Where he was like always a cameo. Yeah, he had an whoever his agent was like was doing some stuff for him, and I appreciate yeah. <laughs> that. <laughs> well, he's in this, and it was pretty great. I loved so that's not my favorite type of humor too. Where they're talking to Alice Cooper, and he gives him like a history lecture. Basically, <laughs> that was that's one of my favorite scenes. Uh, I love that when he teaches them how to say Milwaukee. That's it. That's what it is. White, right? Yeah, Milwaukee. he says Milwaukee. Did you know that it was Milwaukee? <laughs> I also love when they go to Milwaukee as if they're going to New York City for the first time, where they're like in the big city and they're like they're seeing all the like the bottling plant and all that. Well, but you know that's um, Laverne and Shirley. Yeah. 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 You're gonna make it after all. But then oh. they go, like, I don't know the words. And I remember, like, watching this with my dad. And it was like, yeah. There were a lot of things in this, too, that were kind of, like, cultural phenomenons that we forgot about. No Stairway to Heaven was one that I kind of forgot about. A lot of people talked about that after this. What was the other one that we brought up during it? Some of the phrases, excuse me. Baking powder? Uh, yeah. Baking powder, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good use in context. Uh, definitely great. You always forget those types of moments until you rewatch the movies because you don't remember like where those phrases came from. Some of us take better notes than others. <laughs> I took no notes during I don't think movie. I took any notes during this movie. I took some notes during the first movie, but... She was like, it was 79 degrees and humidity was high. Oh, I wrote down... <laughs> <laughs> oh, the temperature okay. in Milwaukee looked pretty crisp. <laughs> I do have. I'm glad I wrote this down because it reminded me. Remember how I talked about watching these movies when I was maybe too young to watch these movies? Yes, right. Yeah, you said you're eight, right? What? Well, I mean, that, that was a Ish. that was a guess. Yeah. Eight-ish. Eight to ten. Eight to twelve. But then, like eight to fifteen. Watching them, <laughs> watching them now, I'm like, yeah, no, like a or even younger. I, I'm gonna say like six to twelve year old. I don't know. <laughs> you you were a child through an adolescent. She had a young, hundred percent increase in age. A young Allison, young yeah. young Allison who also had 
I, okay, also my brother is two years younger than me. Uh-huh. So consider the fact that like he is on watching board for everything that right. that every movie that we're watching. Mm-hmm. And now remembering there's like the because I'm looking at my notes now, um, like an adult, that the one the time that my mom was like, Oh shit, um, your dad's letting you watch movies that I am uh, not okay with was my mom asked me to do something and I don't I for the life of me, I don't remember what it was. It was like, hey, can you help me clean this thing? Or, hey, will you, mm-hmm. like, move this part of the laundry? Or will you, like, mm-hmm. fold your socks? Or mm-hmm. whatever, whatever it is. And I said, I referenced Wayne's line, <laughs> when monkeys fly out of my butt. <laughs> <laughs> and I said to my mother, as a young child... <laughs> You know, when so, monkeys fly so, out of my butt. Did you survive your mother smothering you with a pillow? Because that's what my mother would have done. She <laughs> did not smother me with a pillow. She, um, she did get angry. <laughs> to her credit, she didn't get angry at me. That's that's a benefit. <laughs> she said she. It, it was it was more like um. Where the fuck did you learn that? <laughs> right. Why do you know how to say okay. that? What is this like combination of words? Like as a eight year old, how do you know how to reference that right. kind of thing? The funnier quote that you could have had was, "If you were an ice cream flavor, you'd be pralines and dick." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what watching the movie there were multiple things like that where i was like yeah no i totally would not have understood that right i mean you went for monkeys flying out of your butt (laughs) that's at least within the realm of the age that you were in right so that's not as bad as it could have been what uh what eight-year-old seven-year-old girl knows what the word dick means none (laughs) right so my moment like that as a kid was not because I was quoting a movie, but it was because I was tired of my chore being I had to vacuum the house three times a week. And so um, there was a Saturday in which I was not allowed to go with my friends to somewhere because I had not vacuumed. So I decided I needed to write my mom a letter to tell her about the abuse she was inflicting upon me. <laughs> a letter from like... And this is on, like, you know, like, double-line college roll paper, you know, like, in your notebook and I'm writing. And I'm like, I do a lot for you that none of my friends have to do, blah, blah, blah. And I just remember of those lines, three of them I took to write the word newsflash. <laughs> <laughs> newsflash. Newsflash. I was like, newsflash. I am a child. <laughs> well, you know, I think that sometimes... Parents should be reminded. Your children are children. <laughs> my mom my mom does love to tell the story about how one time she was in a hurry in the morning mm-hmm. and she and I are similar and then we can never find things. I have found a place to put my keys mm-hmm. when I walk in my front door. Mm-hmm. My mother didn't do that when we were little. Mm-hmm. Now she always knows where her keys are. When right. we were little... Mm-hmm. She didn't have a, she hadn't like established a spot. Yeah. And that's how we both have learned now to establish a spot. Yeah. However, one time I was getting yelled at. We were looking for keys. We were looking for things. We were looking for, and she said, she will now say that I like looked at her and I said, she was like, you need to do this. Can you, you need to like go do this. You need to go find this or whatever. And I, and I looked at her and I said, you need to stop yelling at me. (laughs) (laughs) 
And that, I'm proud of that. That's an actually <laughs> quote if I've ever heard one, so <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> I still really wish you would have said the pralines and dick quote. I would give you $20 if the next mm-hmm. time you talk to your mom, you somehow work in the quote, your favorite ice cream flavor is pralines and dick. Yeah, I can definitely do that. I can absolutely do that because I will just explain that I had this conversation on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, the two of you. How are you rating this movie in terms of drinkability? So the drinking rules definitely work. All the things that we said, there's plenty of them and and you can drink throughout the whole Mm -hmm. movie. I felt like drinking to Father of the Bride was easy because Mm -hmm. it was like so... like. Well, they were words. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or like... Yeah, I think they were harder to keep up with. The, for, for I this will also one. say I, I, we forgot to read them before we oh, went to true. go watch. The movie. Well, we forgot to read them. We forgot to record them. Yes, <laughs> we did read them right before the movie. We read we read them right before watching it, but yeah, it was not as it was not as concrete. Right. Mm-hmm. The, well, the the good thing too. So with some, uh, there were quite a few for this one. There were quite a few for both, I guess. It's easiest when there's like five really good ones they hit all the time. I felt like that was true for both of these movies, though. You could, you could, you know, like winnow down to like a, just a couple of drinking rules for each of these movies and still drink the whole way through. I yeah, feel. that like someone within the room would be like this. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Some people like, especially these sites, they'll have like twenty drinking rules, right? And, and it's so hard to keep up with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I felt like both of these movies you could easily drink to with just three to five rules. I think in that sense, like, I think both of these were great drinking movies. Uh, Me too. I love Father of the Bride, and I and I also enjoy Wayne's World. And I think if you're comparing, I think Father of the Bride is better. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah. Well, yeah. That's well, that's not, I mean, honestly, I agree with you, and that's why I picked that as the good. Yeah. Some people Because I wanted I mean, to watch, I, I did want to watch both of them. Right. It's and a good I, pairing. It makes sense. It fits similar era, similar style of comedy in some ways. Yeah. I mean, it also, <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the only one that would know this, but like I, it fits the connection that I put them with, which is all that matters. Well, and I mentioned connecting on wedding. That's Wayne's world too. I figured that out halfway through the movie. I was <laughs> wondering, too I, has a wedding. I, I was trying to remember. I can't, I mean, I haven't seen either in so long. Wayne's world two is basically wedding and music festival, right? I'm pretty sure. So I think I'm going to give my rating first because I know I'm going to be the lowest and okay. I don't want it. I don't want it to be like you guys give your thing and then like feel deflated when I give my rating. Yeah. So I'm giving it a 22. What? Wow. That's really low. That's very low. <laughs> oh, I thought it was high. You gave Bill and Ted like an 80 something, I thought. Oh, I like Bill and Ted a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> like 60-ish more. Wow. <laughs> This is not. I mean, a lot of the comedies that I've chosen actually gave them single digits. So yeah, no, I feel like this is. I'm not offended. Our producer is giving me some type of hand movement. But I don't know. Gave what it a means. zero for one. Oh uh, yeah, for yeah, for beer fest. Beer fest, which was not a part of the podcast. That <laughs> yeah. gave hot chicken too. Super but. fan over here. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley gave beer fest a zero, and she gave hot chick a two. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I haven't listened to that episode yet. Yeah. yeah. Where are you? Just kidding. It arrived in my feed. It arrived in my feed today. (laughs) We're behind, not you. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so if I'm giving it out of the tens, it means that I didn't hate it. 
Well, now I, I feel better about it. Yeah, like I didn't. And hate now it, that I have like a little it. more context, I no longer. I mean, I was not offended, but now I feel better. You should. It's a big deal for me to like, you know, lift out of the single digits. Um, I had a great time watching it. I thought it was a fun time. Do I understand the storyline? No, but I had a great time watching it. <laughs> I'm just saying the same thing over and over. <laughs> and, <laughs> lovely. And, and maybe I didn't get it, but did I have a good time watching it? Yes. <laughs> I think that, that's, that's, a, that's a big part of the point. Yeah. And so I got to the point of watching it and thought it was, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So in terms of my rating, I'm going to give it a 79. <laughs> what? Is that too high or low? It's too high. What? Okay, so <laughs> I'm saying a 79 because it doesn't quite break the 80s. I, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> Is it that bad? So okay, for what it's worth, for what it's worth, I thought it was good. Rotten Tomatoes has it like as a 78. Well, let's see, there you go. I'm right, right in line. I thought it was good. You know, I have nostalgia for Wayne's World too, and. Your, wait, what is your rating before I we haven't rated it yet. Yeah, like, Allison, what is your you rating? you want me to do it now before yes. he explains it? Yes, I want to know your rating. <laughs> if I'm higher than you, I'm going to feel bad. But that's what it, my, my gut told me high 70s. I could be some, anywhere between 75 and 79. <laughs> I chose 79, but... So here's the thing. These are my first two movies that I'm rating publicly. Mm-hmm. Okay, what did I do... You did 94 Nin- or five. 95. 95. 95. Yeah. For yeah. Our Father of the Bride. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is okay. really, uh, that's like a, a Celsius burr. <laughs> a what? Excalibur? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, what did you say? She said Excelsior burr. <laughs> Excelsior burr. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the name of the sword. No, no, no. no. I, under, I, understand, I understood what you meant. <laughs> and that's what matters. He mixed it with Excelsior, which was uh, Stan Lee's thing that he always said. I don't care. I don't yeah. know, I don't know what that one is. Anywho, I mean, it's going to be high. It better be higher I'm than also going to be someone that is going to consistently rank things higher than maybe people think I should. I just because of who I am as a person. Look, we should not. We should not influence how you feel about your rating. I just mean like in general, like the world. Okay, what's the number? <laughs> okay. I'm going to rank Wayne's World in 83. Oh, my God. There we go. See? I was just a little bit lower, but it's same vein. See, I, I agree because I... What did I miss? <laughs> uh, a sense of humor. <laughs> no, I think nostalgia. Nostalgia, too. Because yeah, that's, that's, that's the true, biggest part. Yeah. If you didn't grow up watching these movies, then like you're not going to feel that same. If your mom didn't yell at you for saying when monkeys fly out of my butt. <laughs> Y'all, I thought I was being so kind with the 22. Oh my God. I do you not remember when I said I picked this for the bad movie, but I'm not sure it's a bad movie. And we had this whole thing. I thought I was being the nicest person in the world. Like, I was like, hmm, I'd probably give this a 12, but I'm going to give it a 22 for the audience. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, that's how you feel about it. That's maybe the biggest discrepancy we've ever had. I don't 
think so. The biggest, well, yeah, it is on I mean, the current version of the podcast. I can't say that Wayne's World is a surprising <laughs> movie to have that big of a discrepancy about, though. The biggest yeah. discrepancy was ever was Get Over It, which is not oh, yeah, on this podcast. That was in the opposite direction, because yeah. Ashley's Get Over It score was real high, and everybody else is real low. <laughs> so, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sean, what are your next fucking movies? First, you have to prelude into why you're choosing these movies. And our world is October, and their world is February. <laughs> no, we're not that far behind. We're just a, a couple weeks behind. We are and now entering into October, and October, of course, is our month where we do scary movies. I'm the first one to choose our October horror movies. For the good movie, a movie I've been wanting to rewatch for a very long time, it's going to be Seven. What? I'm choosing seven. <gasps> so to pair, I don't have a great pairing other than that it's another horror movie and I really wanted to watch it. So this is a Ashley type pairing. Yes. So for the bad movie, I'm choosing House of Wax. You can't really connect too much. So the thing problem with House of Wax is that it's unique in that, you know, it's about somebody turning people into human are you, statues. Are you wax. ready? I can, I can make this connection for you. Uh, yes, but one second. I think that, like, what I can pair them on, though, you know, is that in House of Wax, they're being put into, like, a Madame Tussauds type thing, right? Like, mm-hmm. you don't even know that they used to be bodies or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, like, they're being put into scenes of sorts. Mm-hmm. I think that there are scenes of sorts in Seven, right? Like, every sure, single, because yeah. it's all about, well, like, yeah, the Seven each, Deadly Sins yeah. and the... Each and every murder is a scene right yeah that's yeah kind of the whole thing yeah Yeah. that makes sense to me and i i think there's even a scene because i think one of the house of wax victims is still alive to some extent Mm -hmm. i don't know that movie uh it has paris hilton in it uh 2005 (laughs) it's one of paris hilton's only movies that's why i say that (laughs) i'm gonna blow your mind here in a second not a scary movie person i have seen seven Seven is like it's not a traditional horror it's a movie. Thriller. It's more yeah, like that's a how I got crime talked into. Yeah, thriller. that's how I got talked into it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Morgan Freeman, and Brad Pitt. I mean, it's just yeah. Like, these mm-hmm. are the, these are the things that this is the list of the things, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. it's not like Jeepers Creepers or mm-hmm. you know the, that type of. horror I mean, movie. I'm not happy. I watched it. <laughs> I really like. Seven. I mean, it's, I think it's a psychological. Oh, I liked thriller it. before yeah. anything. There's else. a difference between those two things. Like, I liked it. I'm not happy. I watched it. Yeah, I would. It's disturbing. I would be just as happy if I didn't. Right, kind of like Saw. That's not. Oh, like never. Saw. Nope. Will mm-hmm. never. Mm-mm. Won't ever. The first Saw. Won't ever. Two through mm-hmm. ninety is is worse. None <laughs> of them. Nothing that ever has. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. No. You know, I just almost made a pairing. <laughs> my my pairing was almost for the bad movie Saw 3D because I haven't seen it. Oh, Fuck that. And I also love saying and everything from about Saw. It. Two to Saw 3D because 3D I think was the last one before Chris Rock. When you say 3D, do you mean 3D? It was in 3D. <laughs> it was like one of the later. It's like Saw Eight or something like what that. What the fuck was is wrong 3D. with people? Yeah. Wait. So. so can I tell you my connection for yeah. those two mm-hmm. movies, yeah. and which I think our producer is gonna like it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is it One Tree Hill? Shh. Fuck up. So <laughs> <laughs> and seven. Kevin Spacey quite literally breaks up a marriage. He pops the head off of a marriage. That's one way you could say it, yeah? 
House of Wax also ruined the marriage when Chad Michael Murray fucking had an affair with Paris Hilton on Sophia Bush. Boom. Oh. You're welcome. Wow. That's a deep dive. Mm-hmm. That's an Ashley Perry. That's a fucking Ashley Perry if I've heard one. Well, there you go. That's what we're doing. Those are the um, two movies. Allison, will you still be our friend after this night? Will you come back to the podcast? I am only hoping to be invited back. I'm hoping that the fact that I don't want to watch a scary movie is not going to preclude <laughs> you guys from inviting me back. Because I don't like scary movies, but I really like talking to you and talking about shit and drinking with you. And so I hope that like the fact that I sometimes say stupid shit on the microphone mm. That uh, like entertains people you sometimes. Said anything stupid yet? So, yeah. well, in the horror movies, only last for. I hope that I'm entertaining yeah. enough that like you will invite me back. Yes. And also, I don't want to be involved in scary movies unless they're. I mean, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe. Cabin in the woods. It depends on what they are. Cabin what? in the woods. Uh, I don't I know what that, that is, so that's a no. Oh, it's a Joss Whedon one. It's like more like a comedy. I don't know what that means. I don't know. What that means. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, I've seen. I okay, I've seen Get Out. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I accidentally went and saw it at the movie theater, not knowing it was a scary movie. Mm-hmm. Still liked it. Huh? Other than that, uh, no. Well, you That's took, completely took fine. some of the best in the, yeah. Yeah, no, it was a good movie. I enjoyed it. What about Haunted Mansion with Eddie Murphy? <laughs> I don't know what that is. You haven't seen it's it? It's not a scary Haunted movie. <laughs> it's a ghost story. It has the word haunted movie. in the title. It's it's based off it's of Disney's Haunted Disney's Mansion. Disney's Haunted Mansion. Okay, but it has the word haunted in the title, which means that it probably it's I too scary. Seen it. <laughs> yeah, I, well, don't, I don't own that one. Out of this night, our producer is going to come back and choose a movie pairing for us in November, so we can't wait for that. We're, we're going to have to think of a theme. <laughs> Are we doing Thanksgiving movies? <laughs> oh, no. Ooh, no. Oh, okay. Like, never, never mind. Forget I, that I made that excited noise. <laughs> I will not limit our producer into <laughs> a rabbit hole. He should get to choose whatever he wants as his movie pairing. But one has to be Country Bear Jamboree. <laughs> <laughs> I've been wondering when you guys were going to force the Country Bears back into the like mix. Sean is going to do it soon. Like, ever since, like, we haven't talked about Pirates of the Caribbean in a minute. And I feel like the Country Bears are going to mess their way back <clears throat> wait, in. Wait, wait, wait. <clears throat> Johnny Depp. Is a Shashane pirate. No, you, we did it worse than normal. Oh, do Someday. you mean Johnny Depp as a Shashane No. A what now? Sashay. Sashay? A sashaying pirate. Johnny Depp is a Shashane. Okay. Let's Sashay. Yeah. Johnny Depp is a Shashane pirate. So here's the thing. The way that this podcast is going to end, whenever it ends, it's going to be like a Mary Tyler Moore. Who knows? It's going to be is a Mary Tyler Moore moment. Or, no, no, no. It's, it's going to be. It's going to be the last minute. Ashley finally says, saying sachet correctly, and then I'm going to turn okay. the recorder off. Wait, you guys say, say one, it two, again. three, sachet. Sachet. One, two, three, sachet. Johnny Depp is a. Like, veins are bulging, but like <laughs> bulging on your forehead. What if, what if you're not saying it in the context of a sentence? What, do, what if we just I say can, one, I two, can, three, can, and you I say sachet? I can do the word. It's when I'm trying to use it in a sentence, so I can't do it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Johnny Depp is a 
Thank you for having me. I love you guys.